Thanks for coming and listening to the Everything Avatar podcast. We are your hosts, Dan Harris and Aaron Pinkham. This is where we're going to be talking about basically everything Avatar related as an Avatar The Last Airbender. Not Avatar the movie. The premise for this podcast is that we're going to look at each episode from two points of view. Me, a 40-something dad that has zero experience at all with anything Avatar or the Avatar world versus... An Avatar superfan who's been watching for 12 years. Okay. Episode... Well, for us, it's 47. Season 3, it's episode 8. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Season 3, episode 8. The Puppet Puppet, Master. The Puppet Master. All right. Yeah. And Uh, I I mean, I'll say this just because I think it's kind of a fun fact. This is really the only episode of the show. Like, you know, like on like networks, they would do like Halloween stuff and like Christmas stuff. This is the only episode that was ever, like, put into, like, one of those things as classified as, like, kind of a Halloween episode. So this is the very special episode of Avatar. <laughs> I guess, because it was still in the plot, but they, like, kind of used it for, like, one of those, like, Halloween things and stuff. Yeah. Like, marketed that way, even though it was just an episode of the plot. And so, like, it came out in October that year. So there you go. I thought that was a nice fun fact. All right. Yeah, I like that one. I like I like those. Those are those are cool. I have a lot of them. I always have something. That's all right. So this one starts out with the gang sitting around a fire telling ghost stories. Uh, Sokka's trying to be pretty scary and no one is scared at all. Yeah, no, he's telling something about a sword and everybody's like, "Okay, Sokka, it's it's okay, whatever. (laughs) So Katara decides she's going to tell a story and she Mm -hmm. starts to tell a story about her her mom's friend. And it pretty much scares the crap out of everybody. But yeah, Katara's telling this story about like they had a really bad winter that year and like about her mom's friend. And so nobody had seen her since this storm. And so like they go over to her house and like her, her mom does. And, like, sees, like, the girl, like, in the corner, and she's, like, all blue, and she's, like, trying to get warm. And the way Katara's telling this story is, like, super creepy, too. And, um, so then, like, they're all getting scared, and so, like, Katara's, like, all saying, like, her mom, like, goes back to get help, and she's gone. And then, like, ever since that, sometimes they'll just see, like, smoke coming up from the chimney like the little girl's like still trying to get warm in there and so like they're all just like freaked out out of their minds <laughs> yeah and they're on top so then on top of it all of a sudden you see toth she puts her hands down on the ground and all of a sudden she's like wait did you guys hear that which is kind of funny because really is anybody gonna hear that uh, yeah and uh she's like i can hear people screaming under the ground mm-hmm. and they're like and so they're even like is this part of her trying to scare us or what? And then just as she says that this creepy looking old lady shows up out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and scares the crap out of them. And even I was like, what the heck is this? Yeah, this is definitely the most scary episode of Avatar. I have, I like, I remember being like seven and this episode would like just scare me. (laughs) Yeah. I was kind of like, what the hang, you know? And so then, uh, and then she could, uh, she shows up out of nowhere and is just like, hey, I, I have a place and inn that you guys could come stay at if you'd like to instead of staying out here in the woods. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is like, you know, a bad B horror movie where it's like, 
oh yeah, we're on a camping trip, and now instead of camping, we're gonna go stay at this person's, you know, hotel or bread and breakfast. And no, you don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, it's 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 kind of dumb, but they're like, uh, okay. So Sokka says right away the place is creepy and not mm-hmm. sure if he can fall asleep. And then all of a sudden he's basically saying this and, and you know, trying to like freak himself out. And then all of a sudden he's snoring. He's yeah. Just, he's, he's gone. Yeah. But before that in the episode, um, they like get back there and like she offers them tea and she warns them that people have been going missing in those woods at night. So oh, that's I, right. She did. She tells her. So I just, that was tea. just kind that's of right. a very important. No, thing. yeah, that's key. That's key. I, I glossed right over that. Yeah, that, that was definitely important to mention because we find out why and what's going on later. Yeah. But next the, the next day in the morning, like after like Sokka's like freaking himself out there, they're kind of just like going around shopping in a marketplace and Hama and Katara are like actually like getting really along. And then like Sokka's like kind of like, He's like, this place is so strange. And he's like walking around and he's like overhearing these villagers and talking about the missing people during full moons. And like, there's like a guy who's like, I can't send out another like delivery boy to go get stuff because they keep just not coming back. And so like, it's like messing up stuff. And they're just like, this is so weird. And the and Aang's like, maybe there's some kind of like angry spirit around here. And they're like, we got to kind of like scope out the village, see what's, see what's going on. Like what, what did these people do to angry spirits? Like they think this is some spirit thing, which would make sense. You know, like if we take it back all the way back to season one, with the stuff with Hey you know, that whole like forest got destroyed and he turned into that big angry thing, attacking the village because the forest, so, like they have kind of a reason to think like, Oh, this could be a spirit, like, you know, taking people because of something. Yeah. But um, they go back to the house, and Sokka's, like, getting really, really suspicious. And so he's, like, he, like, Hama's going out again to, like, go to more, like, more errands and whatever. And, and Sokka's, like, I'm going to investigate. And Katara's, like, um... Probably shouldn't look around. It's not right. It's not, yeah. you know, this is our host. We shouldn't do this. But Sokka's like, uh-uh, he's suspicious. He's like, I'm having it. No, I'm not having this. And he's just opening, like, cupboards or whatever. And the first suspicious thing he finds is he opens, like, a cupboard or whatever on, like, one of the hallways. And just, like, these puppets of, like, people just, like, they, like, fall out kind of. Like, you know, they're, like, on strings and, like, come out. And I'm like, no, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of surprise and shock factor in this episode. Like you said, it was a, like a Halloween episode, so they're trying to get that little scare factor to everybody watching it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he keeps looking all over the house, and he ends up going. It's almost like an attic or a loft area. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's where he finds the little chest, isn't it? Yeah, like he looks through this like keyhole of the room, and like they open it. And it's just, all that's in this room is just this tiny little box. And so, like, Sokka uses his sword to get into the room because the room was locked. So he's, like, he, like, puts his sword in there and, like, lets him in. And they're, like, we got to see what's in this box. And Katara's, like, I've got to go. No, I'm not doing this. And um, 
like Toph is like using her meteor bracelet to like try to make a key to open it and like they're about to open it and Hama walks in and like sees what they're doing and she's like she like, gets the box from them and she's like here I'll open it and shows them it's just a comb yeah. and she's like it's the last thing I have from my growing up in the southern water tribe and they're like oh my gosh and find out that she's part of the Southern Water Tribe too, you know, where Sokka Katara come from. And she's like, yeah, I was, I was getting all this stuff to like prepare like a big like water tribe dinner. And she's like, I heard you guys talking around the campfire that you were Southern Water Tribe. Yeah. So she basically makes this big dinner for them with all the Southern Water, water Tribe delicacies, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, during dinner, she tells them all the story how she was basically kidnapped. Yeah. And also, in, uh, before she starts to tell the story, she reveals herself as a waterbender to, like, she waterbend, like, she made, like, soup and she waterbends it into all their bowls. So, like, Tara's like, oh, my God, I've never met another water tr- waterbender from the Southern Water Tribe before. So, like, she was really excited about that. And so then that's when she goes into the story about how there were raids always on, like, the village. And the Fire Nation was trying to capture all the waterbenders. And they were just, like, breaking them down and breaking them down until eventually, like, she was the last one. And it's, like, we see there's, like, the cool flashbacks. We see, like, less and less people being there. And um, we see, like, them capture her. And she was one of the, like, she was, like, the last one to be captured. And, um, basically, like, telling them that whole thing. And, like, Katara's, like, feels so bad for her and whatever. And she was, like, she was, like, I was only, I was one of the only ones that was managed to escape alive. Clearly, we learn later in the episode how she did that. Yeah. But she doesn't tell them that. She just tells them about, like, how she was captured. And, you know, then, like, Katara's, like, really sorry for her and whatever. And and Hama's like, let me teach you what I know of, like, Southern Water Tribe waterbending. So when I'm gone, you can pass on the tradition. So, like, Katara's really excited about that. Right. And they, they were asking her about, you know, also, why did she stay Fire Nation? And she was like, well, she had to blend in. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. she could hide, and so that's why she decided to stay there instead of going back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's all, and then like also it gets to a point where like Sokka's like questioning her, and she's like, it's just too painful to talk about, so she like stops. And so then we basically after that, um, Hama's showing Katara like all this waterbending stuff, and so like they were out in like this big field, and she's like showing her that like. There's water everywhere, and that she could like pull water out of the air. Yeah, and, that was cool. Yeah, that there's some really cool bending stuff in this episode, and she's like, you could pull water out of trees and water out of plants, and she's like, they're in this like thing of like this, they're in like a, yeah, field is the right word of like these fire lilies that bloom like once a year, and Hamas like, yeah, they're one of my favorite things about living here. But then she just, like, destroys an entire circle around them with water bending, like, pulling the water out of them. Yeah. So she's basically draining the life out of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, basically, she's taking the water out of them. And, like, Katara's, like, 
oh wow that's really cool but like you know it's shame about like the lilies though she was like just going on this thing about how like they were one of her favorite things about living there yeah and you could tell as she's showing her how to do this stuff and and she's making like the i call them ice fingertips and things Mm -hmm. like that you know she she has a very i don't want to say vindictive but uh kind of She's not afraid to harm and kill somebody, <laughs> you know. She gives yes. you that that homicidal kind of feeling about her. That yeah, she's a little off a rocker and, and she's dangerous. Yeah, there's so. there's definitely like a little kind of strange and like through all all of this, you'll see her like do like weird smiles and weird faces. Like I yeah. said, I remember just being little and like this this episode giving me like goosebumps and whatever because like i don't do well with scary stuff like i won't watch any scary stuff so like this is probably the the one thing i have watched you know now that i've seen it so many times it doesn't bother me but like when i was like you know little it did (laughs) yeah but and then she's basically like telling uh hama tells katar like hey i have like one more technique to show you but it can only be done during the full moon. And, you know, like, then Katara's, like, getting a little hesitant because she's heard about, like, the people, like, uh, disappearing under the full moon. And, Katara, and like, I'm just like, it, nothing could, like, it, it's, it's, it's going to be fine. Two Southern Water Tribe waterbenders under the full moon. We'll be fine. We'll be on our full power. We'll be fine, basically, just telling Katara that. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, but before we get to this, the, the rest of the gang, while Katara was getting trained, they were uh, in the nearby field and they mm. meet a guy that walks up. Yeah. And they're trying to, to investigate what they think is like a spirit thing. Yeah. And so this guy comes up and he he basically uh, says that he's he's, you know, he knows of a guy who escaped from the spirit. Mm-hmm. And because that's what they're calling the, the thing that captures everybody. Yeah. Um. And they go and talk to this guy and basically uh, he takes them to these tunnels, right? Mm-hmm. And well, no, he doesn't take them to the tunnels. He, They basically, like, at, the guy tells them where this old guy is and he's kind of, like, telling them about what they said. And he's like... Oh, he tells them about the caves. Yes, he tells them about them and then they're yeah. they're going to go. But, um... He's basically, like, saying, like, he never really saw a spirit. He just felt possessed and was, like, being, like, controlled to walk towards the mountains. And, like, he was, like, I'm not, wasn't able to, like, control my movements. And he's, like, I almost walked into the cave. But as the sun rose up during it, he says, like, oh, yeah, I was able to, like, start getting control over my body and got away. And then it, like, hits tough that she heard people screaming under the mountain. And so she's like, the missing villagers must be imprisoned under there. Like where this guy's saying, like he almost went. Yeah. And so, so they, now they're going to go run off to the mountains. And then we're going to, we're back with Katara and Hama. And they're in the forest, like somewhere around there, like the whatever woods by there. And like if the full moon is in the sky. And then like, Hama's starting to get really creepy. Like, she's, like, making smiles and whatever. And she's like, I've never felt more alive. And you, like, see her, like, veins all move weird. And yeah, it's, like... Yeah, veins are popping oh, out. It's gross. Yeah. 
And and so, like, you know, you could see, like, Anne Katara's face. She's, like, kind of, like, oh, what is going on? And then we, like, go back with Aang and uh, Sokka and Toph. And they find this prison underneath the caves. And, like, Toph metal bends the door opening. Because she does the thing where she uses her bracelet to make a key to, like, free out. Well, they, okay, they find the villagers. And she's, like, using her bracelet to key out their, like, handcuffs of, like, there's just people, like, handcuffed up and, like, this Chained up to the walls. Yeah. And yeah. she's helping him, and she's helping them get out. And she's basically the villagers are like, like they're like Team Avatar is basically like questioning them, like what spirit did this? Like who put you here? And the villagers like it, it wasn't a spirit, you know, like that innkeeper or Hama. It was her, and they're like, yeah. oh my god, it all makes sense now with like the puppets and whatever. And Toph's like, I'll stay here, help get the people out. Sokka, Aang, you gotta go. Go warn Katara, because they know Katara is with her right now. Yeah, so then it goes back to Katara and Hama, Mm -hmm. and this is where she reveals that when she was captured, she learned how to bloodbend. Yes. How do you know? Is that what you call it? Yep, bloodbending. That's what it's uh, called. And now Katara's figuring out Oh, she's the one that's taking people and basically. Yeah, she she as she's telling the story, she's like, "Oh God." Yeah, and yes. uh, she starts to bloodbend on Katara, actually. Yeah, but and it's just to go back to that story, she tells her how she got out is that while she was imprisoned, she was like separated from water, but she was figured out that there was water in all places, and she started like practicing on like rats that were around. And right. then, like, eventually moved up to doing the guards. And we see she, like, blood bends the guard to, like, let her out of her cell. And she just, like, walks free. Yeah. In essence, she's acting as a puppet master. Hence yep. the title of the episode. Exactly. And. Yeah. So then that's when she starts, like, doing it to Katara. And she's, ba- well, first she was basically, like, telling her, like, what blood bending is and, like, that. It can only be done in the full moon when their abilities are at their highest, which we already know this from earlier in the show. Um, But it's basically telling her what it is. And she's like, she spent years mastering the technique and stuff. And Tara's like scared. She's like, that's crazy. I don't want to be controlling people's bodies. And she's like, she doesn't really want to learn it. And Hamla's like, it's not your choice. They're going to do this, like, and she's, like, getting mad and, like, she's telling Katara, like, don't you want to, like, get revenge, get revenge, basically, on these people. And she's like, what about your mother and, like, all this stuff? And, and Katara then is, like, eventually after, like, all this, she put it together, like, that Ham was the one who's made the villagers disappear. And, um. Hamas basically, like, they deserve the same treatment that they gave me and all this stuff. And Katara's, like, they're innocent people. Like, we, like, you know, I've mentioned it in here before. The show does a really good job of showing that not everybody in the Fire Nation is a bad person. Right. 
because they could just be born into this. Like this war has been going on for a hundred years. A lot of the people who started this war are not around. They're like, you know, whether they have like things to make them think like what they're doing is right and whatever. Like, you know, we've seen Zuko kind of like a little bit like see like some of like the lies he's been told. We see in the headband episode that they're, the kids are being taught like wrong history that it's like these are just some of like of course there's tons of bad people in the fire nation if there was no bad people there would be no war no show but not all these people are bad right and so Charles like no I'm not learning bloodbending and she's like I'm not gonna let you keep doing this to this town and then Hama starts bloodbending on Katara (laughs) yeah so they're going back and forth uh, Katara finally realizes that she can gather her own strength and, and she's mm-hmm. stronger than Hama. Mm-hmm. They start this whole water battle back and forth. It's, um, it's, it has some really, really cool bending moments. It, it does. It does. Yeah. But it's Fight. a whole fighting montage. Mm-hmm. And then just as it looks like Katara is about to, to you know, take over and, and win and Hama kind of realizes it, Aang and Sokka show up. And so yeah. then Hama kind of takes them and starts bloodbending on them to use them against her. Yeah. So she has to use her own skills and basically like ice them to trees. Yeah. To protect them from each other, but then also from her. Yeah. And yeah, like she's like, Hama's like making Aang Katara like go at Katara too. And Katara's like, I don't want to hurt them anymore. I mean, there's like one moment where it's like getting so bad and she, Hama takes they're they're like water bend with the ice to the trees and Hama breaks it and sends Sokka with his store sword straight like going straight at Aang and Katara out of like being desperate for them and like whatever and like doesn't want anything to happen to them just has to use bloodbending to stop Hama to protect them she's got to start bloodbending Hama so Sokka and Aang don't get hurt yeah and, and- then and the so, vill- like, the villagers come and they yep. take Hamo, they're taking Hamo away, and they're like, okay, she's going to be put away forever. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, she basically looks back at Katara and says, Congratulations, now you're a bloodbender. And yeah. does her little evil laugh mm-hmm. and walks away. And, and Katara is, you know, now she's upset because she knows that she has a way that she could really, really hurt somebody. Yeah, she's crying and she's like, because she, she didn't want to do it. Like, she right. only did it out of necessity to save Aang and Sokka. And then, like, they're kind of comforting her. And, like, it just, that's where the episode ends. Yep. Yep. It's a very eventful episode. Yeah. So, definitely, I, I guess I could see now where you mentioned in the beginning that this was, like, a Halloween episode. Uh, totally makes sense when when you think about it in that vein. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it had a lot of those you know, surprise and, and, you know, jumpy moments where it tries to, you know, get you invested and then all of a sudden scare the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. at the end, it's just a, a down and out, you know, mean battle. Yeah. Uh, or you're really kind of afraid of what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very, it's very intense, but there's, there's just a lot of really cool, like water bending moments in that battle. Cause it's just like water on water. 
and like they're pulling the water out of the trees and you just see like the trees disappear and there's like and like the one moment where like Katara like comes out of Hama blood bending her and she's like I'm more powerful than you and like whatever and like she's got like the full moon behind her like it's, it's got some very cool moments yeah but it is now another power that adds to our our group's uh, <laughs> arsenal for yes, the for upcoming sure. battle that we know they're going to have. So that that is a, a plus side to it. Yes, even though Guitar does not want to use it, she does have the skill now. Exactly. And so now we have a um, another sub bending to add to the list. Blood bending is a sub bending of water. And something that like just to bring up about like. When the show was coming out, when the people were learning about all these sub bendings and like talking about stuff, they're like, "What about? Couldn't people blood like bend blood in people?" And like it was just like a big thing that went around at the time. And then this episode came out, and it was like, "Oh my god, they actually took it that far! Like this is actually a thing." Because like a lot of people didn't know how far they would take a lot of this stuff because it's a Nickelodeon show, and you know. Sure. And so, like, that, it's, I don't know, I just think it's pretty cool when you think about, like, you know, I, I like to think that I wish I was, like, around to, like, watch the show as it came out. Because I I was alive, but I was a, a baby. <laughs> sure. Sure. So, I just know it from, like, going back and looking at it now. But I think it's pretty cool to think about, like, people theorizing that this could be a thing. And then it actually happened. Because it was, like, a big thing of, like, people, like... How far are these sub bendings going to go? Yeah, that I, I mean, the internet was around, so it's always possible mm-hmm. that if people are bringing it up during like seasons one and two, that you know, this is season three, that they did kind of say, hey, you know, we could kind of slide this in there. Yeah, um, so. it's very interesting. I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, any, any, even though it's kind of dark and scary episode, any favorite moments? Yeah, there's not really much of a funny, I should probably say, like, the funniest moment's probably, like, Sokka trying to scare them with, like, the sword story at the beginning. The very beginning, right. But it's not even really, like, that much of a funny moment, like, it's a very kind of, like, serious episode, so, like, I don't know, like, you know, normally I talk about, like, a favorite funny moment, but, like, I don't, I don't really have one. I think probably my favorite moment is just the big waterbending battle. Yeah, that was a that was a cool uh, cool scene there, and then you know mm-hmm. probably just seeing Katara get the strength and power to you know stand up to somebody and and mm-hmm. and uh, you know defeat them. So that was that was good to see. So yeah, we've we've had a lot of as you could see like some really important episodes too, like for the characters this past little bit because like we had like Sokka's master really important for Sokka in the beach we had some really important stuff with like Zuko and Azula and May and Ty Lee and then like just in the runaway we had some important stuff with Toph and even in the Avatar and the Fire Lord when we were learning about Roku I mean like that's important stuff we need to know before going into this but that's you know, it was even teaching Aang and Zuko a lesson. And then, like, this episode, we're getting some really important stuff with Katara. It's, like, there's been a lot of stuff that's really good for the characters themselves going up to, like, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the big battle, you know, the Day of Black Suns coming. and Yeah, they want to, they definitely want to get you invested in the characters so that when they have this big battle that you're kind of, I don't want to say torn, but 
curious to see how how's it really going to play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as at, like once we get to a certain, I'm not going to say anything. Like a certain point in the show, look, I'm just I'm just going to be like freaking out every two seconds because there was just so many of my like favorite things like the every episode after this certain point like there's something 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 that i just love and i cannot wait to get to my absolute favorite episode which i won't say what that is yet but so like being being episode eight this is this does put us at the halfway mark for season three well the halfway mark for you not the actual halfway mark <laughs> okay all right the, if you, the if you put it together mark. like netflix does it is the halfway mark but on actual, this season is actually 21 episodes. The season finale is four episodes long. But, like, you know, when we get to that, you're going to want to watch them all together. When we do um, The Day of Black Sun, that's a two-parter. You're going to want to watch those two together. There's The Boiling Rock, part one and part two. You're going to want to watch those two together. So that's what they put all together on Netflix. On Netflix, they put those episodes together as one. So that's why it's halfway for you. But technically, we are not at halfway yet. Halfway is like halfway through the 11th episode, if I think think that's right math. I I don't know. (laughs) All right. Okay. But right. yeah, we're getting, we're getting, we're, it's, it's, it's just going to like go, it's, we're going to get there and it's about to just go. <laughs> yep. Gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Well, it's it's really hard to talk about it with not being able to say anything. <laughs> well, don't, don't, don't spoil it now. I'm so. not going to say anything. I'm just going to get really excited when I get to talk about some of my favorite parts. All right. All right, well, that finishes this episode of Everything Avatar. Please join us again next week as we discuss episode 48. If you want to contact us and reach out, please do so. You can email us at everythingavatar113 at gmail.com and take a guess at what the 113 stands for. Or you can also find me on Twitter at I'm Trying Dan or on my other podcast called The PTR Show. Aaron, where can they reach out and find you at? You can find me on my YouTube channel, Aaron Pinkham, or on my Instagrams at airbear34 and airbearedits. All right. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. Give us that like as we are in almost every place where you can listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and a whole lot more. Give us that good rating. Until next time, I'm Dan Harris. And I'm Aaron Pinkham. And thanks again for listening to the Everything Avatar podcast. See you next time. See you.